Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of MTG Rants. I'm Tanning Grace, and that's... Ross Merriam. Yeah, and so we've got an uh, interesting episode for you today. We uh, are going to be mainly talking about bands today. Going to be a sort of quick little episode here, get our reactions um, and, and thoughts on them, or thoughts on the lack thereof, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it was definitely surprising, for sure, today. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot of bands, but, you know, the they didn't really amount to much. Yeah, so it's about 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. We're trying to squeeze this in because Ross and I are both very busy today. Ross is getting done with versus, versus Live. He has something later tonight. I'm competing in the Sweatsuit Invitational in like an hour or two, so we need to just get this done and get this out of here. So hopefully we can cover everything in the amount of time and not really miss much. I mean, some of this will kind of skim over. Some of this will talk a little bit more, but let's go ahead and just get started. I have a, a lot of this pulled up, and I want to start with uh, something that might be a little too little, a little too late. But uh, Standard had three bands today, and boy, was I surprised by two of these. But it makes sense the more I thought about them. So the first one, the one that I think if you had like a betting line, this would have just been the favorite. That's Allrun's Epiphany is finally just banned in Standard. Something the players have been asking for for, it feels like, over a year now, I think. Um, you know, it feels like it's been forever. How about that? Yeah, they didn't like it a lot over the summer. I didn't really see calls for bands until the fall, I would say. But, yeah, I mean, you saw people talking about, like, the, the format's probably never going to evolve past this. Is what yeah. they were, like, I literally they were, wrote an article arguing that it should be banned in October. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? They weren't saying, like, like some people weren't necessarily saying, like, maybe not ban this, but just so you know, like, th this is what this is, you know, kind of thing. Uh, let, let's go ahead and get to the other two cards, and we can kind of talk about the whole thing. Uh, the second one, this was the surprise to me, Divide by Zero. And it kind of makes sense. This is a, you know, a blue spell. It's invalidating a lot of different um, strategies while also just being in pretty much every deck that can cast it. It homogenizes main decks and sideboards. Very powerful spell. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. And the last one, Faceless Haven. And it's funny because every single one of these cards has been reworked on Magic Arena as well. So maybe that's like one of the things in the future is when we see cards get reworked, which this just makes sense, right? Like when we see cards get reworked, especially when the power level on them goes down, uh, then, you know, you'll see them possibly get banned in the future. I say that because uh, Divide by Zero actually got reworked today as well for the formats that it's still legal in, like Alchemy. So, uh, were you as shocked as I was? Maybe not shocked. Were you just kind of like, oh, as I was when you saw the standard bannings? Yeah, I wouldn't say shocked. Yeah. I, I would just say, like, unenthused, like, you Who kind of cares? Look at shrug, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're kind of like what? What? They literally <laughs> like, what? killed standard. I don't. Like, there's, they're sort of putting on airs, trying to make it seem like it still matters, and it just doesn't. They brought it, standard out to the woodshed. They shot it in the head, and then they yeah. like fixed its broken foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you know, I see them, and I just ignore them immediately because it makes no difference at all. Like yeah, they're not even playing standard at their marquee event coming up. Yeah, like, I don't know anyone who actually still plays Standard. I'm sure someone listening is like, I play Standard on MGO, or I play Standard on uh, Arena, or I play Standard at my FNM. I haven't seen a Standard game fire in my LGS in years, you know, or anything like that. All of our team events, none of them use Standard anymore. Like, it, it's been a long time since we've used Standard. Um, like, I tried to, I, just for, like, just for science, I tried to queue into one on Arena the other day, and the wait was actually a little long. And I was like, <laughs> this, this is just strange to me. You know, this is like... This program was made to play standard and standard alone, pretty much. When it first came out, it was like standard, limited, that's it. You know, and then they were like, all right, we'll, we'll get a non-rotating, 
you know, format eventually on here. And here we are a few years later, and the format's just dead. Like, they've actually just killed it. And I don't know if it's just, uh, you know, the way things worked out, lack of foresight, lack of planning, or just part of them, which seems like every 6 to 12 months, Wizards gets a, like, they're like, they're like the dog. You know, the dog with, like, you know, he's, he, he's, he's, he, they're on their, their pace. Like, they, they have something, they have a scent, and then a squirrel runs by. They're like, oh, squirrel. You know, they, they change their direction. That's Watsy to me. You know, they get a, they get a good idea, something they're really into, they follow it. And then as soon as there's any problems or it's not making enough money, they cut bait and go in another direction. When, like, probably we should have reverted, we should just, like, act like the last six years didn't exist go back to what it was, and I actually think they could have repaired this. Like, you know, people would have started playing in OP and stuff again. But anyway, we don't need to go yeah, super far. They, they don't want to repair it. Like, I think they're happy with the direction they're, they're moving, moving in with yeah. Alchemy, and I don't th- I think they didn't want to have to ban cards, and reworking them is a better solution, Agreed. because it keeps the cards in, in circulation. Um, and so they've replaced Standard with Alchemy, which makes sense. The problem is, like, why are you you know, keeping up with this delusion that standard is a relevant format, you know, like who the, f- just nobody cares and nor should they. You've literally set up a system where they are not incentivized to care about this format, yet you yourself refuse to accept it. Yeah. So looking at it though, they did kill pretty much all the playable decks in standard. Like when I think of standard, the decks that I think of and the ones that like mar- the marquee ones that come to mind, the blue red deck, whatever you want to call it, is it whatever, Right. Uh, it's going to have Orange Epiphany and Divide by Zero, and those are the linchpin cards in the deck, or two of the linchpin cards in the deck. So that deck's just dead now. Like, it's going to have to completely change. And then I think of Mono White, right, and Mono Green, like the, the premier, like, aggro decks, the format, which now just don't have Faceless Haven, which was a, a big-time part of that, and it, it helped out those decks a lot. So I'm just like, so you literally just took all the decks that were, like, the Tier 1 decks and, like, probably whatever you want to say, Tier 2. I don't, I don't know the exact tier system. Uh, you know, I need um, I need Yeoman 5 here to help me out. Even he might be off this, and if, if that's true, that's bad. But um, at this point, it's like, what? Like, you just you just killed everything in a format that doesn't matter. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm confused, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I'm kind of like you. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like, that's a sentence I read. This is something <laughs> I internalized. <laughs> I, yeah, I literally opened the announcement and yeah, I saw right? like, Allruns Epiphany banned in standard. I didn't read the next two cards. I didn't know that Faceless Haven was banned until like an hour later. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. It took me a minute. I, I was like, wait, divide by zero? Really? I was like, really? This is the one? You know? Uh, I don't know. Just whatever. Let's go ahead and get into some, into some of the meat and potatoes. Let's go ahead and just go down the list on the thing because the next one well, is the one that everyone... What's let's that? Let's do Historic next because okay. we can get that out of the way too. Sure. Um, Historic has some some housekeeping pretty much go on. Uh, memory Lapse is banned from Suspended List. Like, we all knew this. Like, you could have just banned this months ago. Uh, I don't know if you get uh, card redemption for this. Because it hasn't gone live on Arena, but maybe you do. But this is... We're going to get into this more as the show goes on. This is one of the things that pisses people off. Because, like, when you suspend this card and a few other ones, we know we're not getting this card back. Yeah. Yet, you just hold our wild cards ransom so I'm, I'm gonna get into some more of that too and then fairy uh time raveler has been rebalanced and unbanned and we're, we're gonna talk we about needed. we needed yeah, to gonna... fairy back everybody mm-hmm. missed that card yeah i mean okay so th- there's a bunch of other ones that went on too but the teferi one if i remember right it got like its own article or like its, its own big thing about it but 
the way Teferi is now is Teferi is now four mana, so it's two white blue. It starts with five loyalty now. It has the same plus one. It has the same minus three, but it has a new static ability now. They've changed it slightly. It's your opponents can't cast spells during your turn. So they said they wanted to take it away from just like a staple that hoses everything into a card that's pretty much like a good sideboard card versus control decks, which is what it was intended to be, apparently. And uh, they made it just a little too good. Yeah, so they still get to do instants on their turn and like combat and things like that. It also costs four mana now. They added a generic to its cost and has one more loyalty. Mm -hmm. So th three different small tweaks there. The biggest thing to me is adding one mana to the cost. At four mana, this card is a lot uh, less appealing. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Like, uh, the only decks I could really see this kind of thing going on is like you're kind of like a blue-white aggro-ish deck, right? Like spirits or something. You know, if, if this was a thing, if you're playing a control deck, like, this is your hammer. You know, like, you're like, play a thing, play a thing, play this, and then, like, you get to operate, you know, undeterred for the rest of the game. But even then, there's probably better things you could be doing. Yeah, four mana, you can, there's usually some busted stuff. So, yeah, you know, th this sort of puzzles me for, for two reasons. One, like, the rebounds to fairy does not seem particularly good, so it's not really adding to the format. Two... If they're going to start doing this rebalancing for historic, why are we bothering with the with suspensions and and with with suspensions at all? Like exactly, either right. either ban the card or rebalance it. Like you have yeah. two options now. Um, okay, so w one thing on that, like just to kind of answer your question, like one thing on that, I think the only thing I can see with that in the future is if if a card is like relatively new and is proven to be too good. Like maybe like, Hey, we're going to suspend this while we figure out the correct fix. So expect us to get back to you like within a month kind of thing, maybe, but I a hundred percent agree with you otherwise. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I could see that, but that's not what what's happening here. Right. So right. if that's the way they want to use suspension to give the, to say like, we realize this is a problem. We want to rebalance it, but we have to figure it out. I think that would be cool. I don't think they're ever going to do that because that's actually a good thing to do. And they don't do those things. But, sure. uh, you know, uh, I like that idea. But if they're not going to use suspensions that way, if it's just going to be a we're, we want to screw you out of the redemption, out of like redeeming, you know, uh, you back wild cards when we ban shit, then, you know, it, it's it's just horrible to exist. Yeah. And speaking of card changes and buffs and you know, downgrades and power level. We actually got a ton of those today. They changed a lot of cards in Alchemy, which is, you know, the thing that we expected. We kind of expected this before the first event that we wanted, but that didn't happen. Um, I kind of wanted to make like a BDSM joke today because they buffed and changed a bunch of the dungeon cards. And I was like, somebody, you know, like, you know, blah, 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 but like whatever. I couldn't think of a good way to do this. But for some reason, they wanted to take the dungeon mechanic and try to really make it a thing. So they changed a ton of the dungeon cards to be just a ton cheaper or easier to activate. But I just keep getting reminded of the, what is it? Fetch isn't going to happen. Like the, yeah. the, the mean, the mean girls. girls. Dude, dungeons are just not going to happen. Like, like yeah, maybe some combo deck or something, but like, have you seen the decks in alchemy? Like how just like good and aggressive a lot of these are like the red green decks, the dragon decks, which we're going to get into in a second. And a couple of other things like, if you're playing these cards, these like slow mid-rangey cards that like you're like venture into the dungeon, you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna scry one. They're like, okay, attack you with you know a freaking giant dragon thing. And you're like, okay, venture into the dungeon again, make a one one. They're like, attack you with a second dragon. How both are attacking you. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Venturing wasn't even good in that limited format, which tells you it's yeah. miles away from being constructed viable. So like 
you know, taking a, a loyalty away from the ultimate on the planeswalker and, you know, adding a point of power to the two drop is not really going to make a difference there. Yeah. So they, they buffed like, I don't know, like six or seven cards and all, I think pretty much all of them, the, the first ones that I'm looking at here, they're all from that set because they're almost all uh, dungeon related. And there's a few other things they did, but a couple of the cards that have like shown up in constructed have actually had a change. Um, you know, I mentioned this one earlier. Divide by zero has a rules adjustment. Uh, from now on, if the whatever you bounce, if the mana value was four or less, then you learn. So that's it. So if you bounce a five drop, you do not get the you do not get the card as well. Which you know, this severely hinders the power of this card. You can't just fire it off at everything. You can't hold it for their you know most impactful spell kind of thing. And I, I think this is a good change. That card is very very good and you're going to see a theme on a couple of the cards that are changing here what color they are and the decks they go into because <laughs> yeah we, we talked about this you know you, you were like i don't know much about alchemy but i've heard the blue decks are messed up and they are okay so so that one got changed um another iconic card from alchemy and this is one of the ones that is an alchemy card itself uh fearsome whelp this is the, like the linchpin of the dragon decks this is the hearthstone card i joke about this being a hearthstone card because <laughs> this literally is a hearthstone card um, it's now at the beginning of your upkeep, each dragon card in your hand perpetually gains the spell costs one less instead of it just happening, you know, immediately like the turn you play it because like, that's actually kind of shitty, right? Like every time you're playing the dragon deck, they just have this on two. Like you, you have to kill it right then and there, or they get the buff. Now you at least get to like untap, you know? So like you're punished for playing your two drop instead of holding up a removal spell against them kind of thing. So that one's interesting. Did you hear about the Hullbreaker horror change? I did. It, it uh, now can be countered. Yeah, now it can be counterspelled, which, like, thank God. That card yeah. is horrendous <laughs> and horrendous to play against. A card that has that kind of ability, like, you know, just Tide's, tides about Tyrant, like, on crack. Like, you, you, you can't have that card also be uncounterable. Yeah. Like, it just... It just it, 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 By it the way, stops. you just can't interact, and yeah. I'm going to destroy everything you do. Yep. Um, another big time card that got changed in I, Alchemy. I actually, I actually wish it just said they. I wish they had also changed the non-land permanent uh, mode of the trigger to only target things your opponents control. Just yeah, like so the spells. It can't bounce itself. Yes. Yeah. Like, why do you let this thing protect itself? Just like let people kill things. Yeah. Have you ever played the mirror with this card? Because I've played it a decent bit on Arena, and like one of the things that you do in the mirror is a like you probably should wait to cast it until you at least have one instant that you can also play with it, but. Once they cast theirs, you cast yours in response, and you're like, okay, return that to your hand. And then, like, they can't ever actually get out of that. Like, th th now they're just too far behind and stuff, because what are they going to do? Play theirs again on their turn and then bounce yours? You're just going to play yours, bounce theirs. You know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're so far ahead. You have initiated. You blinked first, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But now that it can be countered, a lot easier to interact with the card yeah. than mirror. So that, that yeah. helps. I just wish, you know, it wasn't so inevitable against creature decks where you're, like, trying to hold up your removal spell. And hopefully, like, during the one turn that you force them to bounce it, the, you, you get to kill them. But mm -hmm. if you can't, then you're basically dead. Yeah. So I, I think those two things I, I would have liked to see on this adjustment, but they've at mm -hmm. least taken a step in the right direction. Yeah, at least they, like took away one of the most powerful sentences on the card that made it what it is. Um, another big-time card for for this set that got changed is Inquisitor Captain. This is one of the ones that makes a lot of the creature-based decks good, especially the white ones. Um, it has changed to, uh, if you cast it, to the Enders the Battlefield ability. So no more chaining these for free. I actually watched uh, Jim Davis go through the Arena Qualifier thing this weekend playing. 
and uh, he like 7-0 day one, and I think he's 7-1 to day two. He qualified, right? But one of the decks that like he all, I can't remember if this is the one he lost to, or one, I remember it was like a game that he lost. The you know the, he was like finally ahead on board after a scrappy game, and his opponent played an Inquisitor Captain. This is the card that is very much like um, what's the green card? Uh, Collected Company. Yeah. Right. So they hit a, they hit an Inquisitor Captain. It's like they draw that off the top, right? And they play it, and then they hit another Inquisitor's Captain off the top, and they end up just getting all four of them in play. Right? And he's just like, you can't see me right now, but I just have my hands incredibly <laughs> up in the air. He's just like, what the fuck? You know, like, like what am I supposed to do? You can't do that anymore. Like, if you hit the second one, then the second one's not going to trigger now. Yeah. It's, it's when you cast it. Now it's just a one-time value thing, which is what it was intended to be. still really, really good, so th- too. This chain, this chain, yeah, it's still very good. Uh, and that's fine. But, th- like, th- it, you've eliminated the worst aspect of the card, mm-hmm. where there's just this variance where sometimes roll. you get to hit the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you natural 20 and then they just die. <laughs> Another one that's pretty important uh, for this format, and like I said, you're going to see kind of a theme here with the deck they really wanted to take care of. Uh, Leer, Disciple of the Drowned, has been changed as well. Spell still can't be countered, but as long as it's your turn, each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard has flashback. So now, uh, no longer can you just hold up removal, like... The rest of the game, when you play Leer. No more, I've got nine mana in play, play Leer. I'm going to kill everything you do, or interact yeah. with everything you do. Um, it still has the opportunity to play this along with... Oh, because this along with uh, Divide by Zero as well, and your opponent's turn is just really, really yeah, dumb. Yeah, it makes it much harder to protect. Yeah, exactly. So that's like that's an option they've taken away from you. So I like this change for Leer. Still an extremely powerful card. It's still something really cool that you can do. So if you're yeah. going to play this in the future, you need a little more of a proactive deck. And it seems like they've just taken away a degree of inevitability mm-hmm. uh, from these blue decks where you, there's a lot more windows for you to be able to interact with their yes. heavy hitters and keep the game going or keep the game somewhat at parity. Yeah, because I watched some people streaming this arena thing, right? And one of the popular decks, especially I think when you could play best of one day one, was there was this like blue-white deck that had almost no way to win. Right, it had like Leer, it had like Divide by Zero, and like stuff like that. But like almost every other spell was like ways to prolong the game, shuffle stuff back into your deck, maybe. Or they had the uh, the mana artifact that you know seeks a spell, and you can win that way, and some other stuff like that. But I mean, I can't say many games I saw that would go super long, right? And both players would have like ten or twelve lands in play, and then the blue player would just play Leer. And have you ever seen this on Arena? How like when something in your graveyard becomes uh, castable, it just comes up like it's in your hand, like it comes up on the screen. Yeah. They their whole graveyard would just come on the screen, and you'd have to scroll through all of it. Like, across, it couldn't fit on the screen. You know, and they're like, it's like, uh, in my, and one of the people that I was watching, they are talking about it, they are like, this deck actually tests Arena quite quite a lot, because, like, they had to restart almost after, after every game, because when they have Leer going off, they're like, yeah, it makes Arena go nuts, because you just have, like, 800 items, you know, every game. Like, the, the game isn't supposed to have that many things going on at once, you know, kind of thing, so... Uh, interesting thing there. Uh, Sanguine Brushstroke had a little bit of a change. This was like kind of played in the black-white decks. Uh, they removed the life gain from sacrificing a, a blood token trigger. Uh, just a small change. I think th- you didn't really need to like nerf this card, but like it did seem pretty good. I think they were kind of worried about where this deck was going to be with blue kind of coming down in dominance. Uh, a lot of people play these decks anyway. They're still pretty good. And then um, the card Town Razor Tyrant. This is one of the cards, another card from the Dragon deck, and just like most of the aggro decks, this is the like one of the premier four drops in Alchemy. This is a dragon for uh, for two and two red. That's a four four, but 
When it came into play, you could put a counter on your opponent's land, and during their upkeep, they'd either take two from that land or they'd sacrifice it. Do you remember this card? Um, I do not. Okay, so it, it did that. Now you can only target non-basic lands. So you can't just, like, hit your opponent's basics and, you know, maybe knock them off a of color or whatever. It's still really good. Yeah. This card's still really powerful. Okay, looking at it, I've seen this card in play a lot, but I never bothered yeah. to read what it did. So so here's the funny thing. So, like, you know, there's other cards that change in alchemy. Most of them are dungeon-related or, like, random random cards that I don't think we should really spend too much time on here. They probably need to be talked about too much. If you hear a little extra noise, Benny has just joined the podcast. Uh, she's been begging to come up my lap the whole time, so she's up in the lap. But um, the thing here, and I'm, I'm starting to kind of feel what other people have complaints about and that we do talk about here. So, you know, I told you I watched Jim play through his arena run. Yeah. And did really, I actually really liked the deck that he was playing. I thought it was fun and I thought it was really cool. So I built it on Alchemy. I had to craft pretty much every Alchemy card in the deck, right? Because I just don't have those cards, right? I've never had a chance to draft them, et cetera, et cetera. So I used a ton of wild cards. Some of them changed in this update. Do you know what compensation you get for it? Um, a bag of stale potato chips? Not even that, Ross. I'd like my bag of stale potato chips, please. <laughs> I will send you my address. Please send them to me. I will frame them, put them on my wall. I don't know. You know, wizards gave me something kind of thing. Um, Yeah, you get nothing. And, like, I kind of understand that, right? Like, the card is still there in your collection. They didn't take it from you. They didn't ban it. But, like, here's the thing. Like, what if I built the dragon deck? Right? And, like, now the dragon deck's just, like, not very good. You changed eight cards in my deck. Made it significantly worse. Right? And I just don't get those wild cards back. You know, eight, that's a lot for a lot of people. That doesn't sound super awful. It's a lot for a lot of people. But what if you were a blue player? And you made Hull Breakers. You made Leer. And you made Divide by Zero. Like, now you might have just lost 10 or 12 copies of a card. Depending on, you know, how many copies of each are in your deck. You know? What, what if you just, like, were like, I like Alchemy. I'm gonna I'm going to do all this stuff. And this is one of the problems that we talked about, like, you know, both ends of it. We like, oh, we wish, you know, more stuff would have happened early, more changes. But at the same time, like, you've got to balance that with people putting money and investing time and effort in this format, too. And I think that's going to be a hard line to walk. What do you think? Um, yeah, but, you know, wasn't that the same with, uh, like, that's the same risks that you've had with every format. Like, if cards get banned and things change, like, that's just how... Ma- that, that's not any different than how magic has worked, you know, up until then. So, um, you know, that those are just the risks of investing into it. The problem is that with arena, you just can't get anything back out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's still the problem. It's not that, you know, cards become invalidated and fluctuate. Like I, I agree that's a problem in general, but that's a much deeper problem and a, a much longer answer. But, um, yeah, that, that also has to do a lot with the fact that the, uh, <clears throat> That like just the 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 whole financial system on arena is broken, right? And this is just another symptom of an overall disease, right? Do you believe that? Yes. And so this is just like you know another problem, another symptom that we're seeing of a big problem on this. On this, I actually saw a stat yesterday. So have you heard about the what is it Yu Gi Oh that just came out with an online client that everybody's playing? Is Yu Gi Oh or Pokemon? Yu Gi Oh. So Yu-Gi-Oh! just had that online client, right, that's, like, relatively free or extremely cheap for you to get decks on, and people have been playing it and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Since that came out, uh, viewership on Twitch for Magic has gone down by half. Perfect. So, yeah. 
So, like, you know, people aren't watching Arena. They're watching MCG. They're, they're seeing this and they're trying this. And I wonder if, like, wouldn't that actually be kind of funny or poetic that the final straw, that the thing that really started Arena on its big downturn was Yu-Gi-Oh! making an online client? It would. Yeah, it'd be pretty great, right? And they're just like, what was the what was the big turning point? It's like, Yu-Gi-Oh! had a dusting system. Yu-Gi-Oh! is more affordable. So people just played <laughs> that instead. To get a deck on there, they had to spend $30 instead of hundreds on Arena because they could get the cards they wanted the way they wanted to, you know, just an easier way, et cetera, kind of thing. Um, all right, you done, you done talking about alchemy? I feel like you're just, you're just kind of like shrugged with alchemy overall. Um, I mean, I think the changes that they made make sense. The blue decks yeah. were too good. Those took the hardest hit, but then they made some, some small tweaks, you know, to some of the more aggressive cards to make sure that like, or to at least try to make sure that, that those don't just immediately become yeah. the best thing. Yeah, so you balance that, out a that, little bit. Yeah. Honestly, like those alchemy, you know, reconfigurings are the the best decision I think of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you want to talk about the big banning that happened in Legacy? Let's do it. So in Legacy, uh, no surprise here. This is kind of what everybody expected to happen. Uh, Ding dong, the monkey's dead. Ragavan, nimble pilferer, has been banned in Legacy. I'm going to start by saying this. This is what I thought was the most likely outcome. Just Ragavan, right? Yep, and I agreed. I'm, I'm still a little surprised that they're going to do this while these packs are still on the shelves with MH2. But, but it's but been, Legacy's it's been not a, while. a big driver of that. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, one of my friends was like, man, there's all so much value in Ragavan. I'm like, you do know it's still, like, one of the most played ca- cards in Modern, right? And people actually play Modern, and people don't actually play Legacy. You know how hard it is to find, like, a real Legacy event? Like, it's it's difficult. You know, like, I... When I say these things like that, like nobody plays Legacy, please take it with a grain of salt. I think you take my intention, not exactly my words, when I'm saying that. You know, obviously there are Legacy tournaments and stuff. But, you know, there's Legacy coming up at one of the SCG things. You know, it's, it's a big time thing. But Ragavan is gone now, right? Um, you know, you still see a lot of people talking on Twitter today. They were like, I don't know if this even really changes things. You know, one of my favorite responses today that a lot of people were like, LOL, can't wait for Blue Red Delver to win the challenge again this weekend. You know, they're just going to play Delver in their deck because the core of that deck is too strong, right? It's really, really, really good. You know, the the Force of Will, Days, Brainstorm, Ponder, and then anything that's good and cheap in blue-red. Any good one-drops, right? You know, them printing extra one-drops for that deck was the one of the best things that could have ever happened for it because that's what we struggled with back in the days. We didn't have enough good one-drops in the deck. Yeah. Like, I hated having Termogoyf in my deck. Yeah, whenever Delver had, had to play just Delver as its one-drop... You know, it just reduced the consistency of the deck in terms of getting ahead and being able to play the game, you know, from the position that it, it prefers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so, but, but they still have two now. They still have eight. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's like the format had kind of started to like adjust itself to, to this. You know, I'm not sure this was actually necessary, but I'm okay with it. Like whatever, it's fine. It's still going to be awkward the next time I play Legacy. I'm going to grab my Legacy and have to take four cards out of it. Like, the last time, like, when the last time when I played, you know, I I had to sleeve up a Legacy deck. I went to sleeve up Ragavans, and I had to take cards out of it, right? You had to, like, take my DRS out of my deck or whatever it was or my my Renin 6, you know, whatever it was. So, like, every time that I I step away for a while, there's a ban, and then I come back, and I'm like, well, at least it's easy. It's it's usually just a one-for-one, right? You know, it's like, well, they ban this card. The rest of the deck's still the same, which, like... Maybe means the deck's too good. Maybe means the deck's too strong. But, like, I, I think it helps keep that format together. Obviously, you know, a Delver player is saying this. But, you know, you and I have talked ad nauseum about 
what we think would happen if you ban days, which I don't think you can do. I, I don't think you want to see a format where Delver is not a driving force that is going on. You know, you're probably not unless you like just love combo and combo matchups. You're not gonna you're not gonna like that format very much. But were you surprised that like nothing else really changed in Legacy? And then I think the biggest thing that we're gonna say here is that's the only thing in Legacy, and then nothing in Modern. Honestly, I'm not that surprised. I thought both of these outcomes for Legacy and Modern, just Raghavan and Legacy, nothing in Modern, were pretty likely. They were, you know, both near the top of, of where I would have, you know, ranked the most likely outcomes. I'm just di- disappointed. I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed because I don't think these are the, the best, you know, ways to handle these formats. I think Modern is starting to get stale. Um, and even though the metagame is diverse, it's all decks that we've seen before. And, you know, M- Modern really does you know, fall victim to becoming stale and stacking over time um, and needs, you know, a little bit of help. And we saw this during the era when there were modern pro tours where every single year something happened to shake up the format a bit, make it new and exciting. And I think that was necessary, you know, six months after MH2 when things have started slowing down. And I think a Loris ban not only, you know, makes sense from a competitive point of view because it's just clearly the best card in the format. But it's also a great ban because it doesn't completely kill any deck. It's not, you know. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, I think you and I agree with this. We just did set it wrong. I don't think they should ban Lurus. Just ban the companion mechanic. Like, if you want to play Lurus in your deck, sure. But nobody nobody puts Lurus in their deck. So that doesn't actually help them make more cards. That, that makes fewer cards playable. And, I, you know, we talked about this on the last week's show. Like, yeah, you know, let people have their Lutris and Yorians and, and Oboshes and Kahiras. Like, those are perfectly fine. And they don't, the, neither of those, uh, like, restricts deck building nearly as much as the way Luris does because they're not overwhelming to the point where the Luris version of, or, like, the Obosh version of the deck is way better than, than any other version. Like, there are Obosh versions of Prowess in Modern. There are non-Obosh versions of Prowess. In fact, there are Luris versions. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and a lot of the Yorian decks can be built to not be a Yorian deck, and that version might be better in, and, you know, have certain strengths and weaknesses relative to a Yorian version. Kahiras and Gigantha are just throw-ins. The rest don't see any play at all. So, like, I don't understand why people are hating on Companion in general. We, we've sort of, we're, we've sort of missed the, there's a phrase I'm trying to think of, but I can't. But the, they're just missing the reality of the situation in that, like, the problem really isn't Companions, it's Luris. And it's because Luris is the companion that says, you get to have me while doing good things to your deck. Like, play cheap spells. You know, that's what... It that's, makes you build your deck better yeah, most of the time. Yeah, like, the rest of them are actually a cost. Luris is just a bonus. <laughs> it's really funny. So, over the weekend, I went to uh, my LGS, you know, and I competed in a uh, Flesh and Blood tournament, a team tournament. And uh, they had a magic tournament going on at the same time, a modern event, right? And uh, a lot of my friends there, you know, that I talk to a lot, you know, I still go over and watch the magic stuff in between rounds and stuff. And I was talking to them, you know, blah, blah, blah. And obviously, one of the main topics of what do you think is going to happen today? What do you think was going to happen on Tuesday with the banner restricted announcement? And, you know, I said my stuff, you know, I said my opinions. Like, I was like, man, I hope I, I hope they change up in modern to shake it up a little bit. But I don't think they need to. But, like, you know, me for freshness sake was like, yeah, I'd like some cool shit to happen or whatever. You know, I'd like to see Lyris go in some way. But, uh, you know, we're talking about in there. And then I was just like, yeah, but I'd like to see a card or two come off the list. And I talked about you and I talked about last week. You know, I was like, you know, Ross wants to see Green Sun Zenith or Pod. And uh, I don't want to see Green Sun Zenith. We actually, I'm going to scroll through Twitter in a minute and find uh, Pod was brought up by Aaron Forsyth today. He actually mentioned it by name and talked about it. We'll talk about that in a second. 
But uh, it was really funny when I talked about how I want Jitte to come off the list. And uh, so all the people listening, you know, they're they're like competitive-ish players. You know, they, they, they play in tournaments, et cetera, et cetera. One of them has even been to the Pro Tour or whatever. And one or two of them were like, really? And I was just like, yeah. And I like kind of said my case. I was like, yeah, what decks does this instantly make better? Besides like you'd play one in Hammer, like blah, blah, blah. You'd have like new decks come up. And I was like, and if you ban Luris, like I think this is a card you could definitely put in to like help those decks out a little bit, give them another angle. But like I was like, I don't think it would run away with the format. And so we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And then some people were like, yeah, you're crazy. You know, like one or two people were adamantly like, can you believe this guy thinks Jitte can come off the ban list? I'm like, I think it's way easier to take off the ban list than most of the other cards that you see on this list that are like actually broken when they do things. Like they end the game immediately. And if Jitte ends the game immediately, like, yeah, that might happen sometimes in like, a creature on creature mirror, but like how often is that happening where there's no way, A, there's no way for them to answer the Jitte, or B, there's nothing else they can be doing. There's almost no matchup where that happens in modern. And so like that's that's like my idea of why that's okay to try out. I'm willing to be wrong. It's likely that I am. I'm not a, you know, I am not a smart man, Ross. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, exactly, right? But I don't know, my, my gut tells me, like, when I first started thinking about it, you know, you kind of, like, you pull back from it, you're like, ooh, I don't know about all that. Especially cards that, like, I, I lived through Jitte in its heyday. I lived through decks playing Jitte's in their sideboard to kill opposing Jitte's when you had less than eight creatures in your deck. Remember yeah. Mono Blue would do that? Because back then, the Legend rule, uh, this was the second Legend rule, is if someone had a Legendary Permanent play and you played a copy of it, they died. Yeah, they both, both just they died. Both died. It's, like in the, it's like in the sci-fi movies, when you time travel... And then you, you can't touch each other because the same matter from two different times can't occupy the same space. So, like, it's like that kind of thing. You just, like, you form a blob and you disintegrate and you cease to exist. Yeah. You are wiped from the timeline. And I remember in, in Block Constructed, they used to sideboard River Kaijin against the Agrodex, which was just a spirit horn turtle. Uh, that's how hard up for it. But, like, having just a creature with some power meant that the GTAs that you were sideboarding to kill other GTAs you know, was relevant because you, you always played Jushi Apprentice. Which this doesn't have like, power. Yes. Yeah, just needs to have some power. So, you know, so they, it's f turn three, River Kaijin, turn four, GTA equip, let's go. There's also a format where Gnarled Mass was was a playable card and was played because of its, because it was a 3-3 three, three for three and it just fit the curve. Yeah. The, the most recent thing I remember this, because someone told the story about this today, was when uh, Patrick Sullivan, I think he played in like one of the Invitationals, and in his zombie deck, he like hated some card, so he just played uh, what is it, Walking Corpse as his two drop. He's yeah, like a two two zombie for two. And I remember he like played it against someone, and the card has no text, but the text box is full because it has like a really long flavor, uh, text. flavor text. And so his opponent like didn't know what the card was, didn't recognize it. He picked it up, started reading it, and Patrick's like, "Dude, it just tells you a story. Like, <laughs> it's not actually text." You know? Yeah, he was literally like, playing it because it was a two man. It was the only two mana zombie that didn't die to gut shot. He was yeah. sick of his two to one fears for two dying to gut shot. Yeah, exactly. He was just like trying to get people, you know, or whatever. And it's Patrick. He can do whatever the hell he wants, kind of thing. But like, I try to think of like the times when we were like, you know, this card's not really that good. You know, you look yeah. at it, you're like, this is not a constructed card, but it just fit. Do you remember you know, the uh, the aggro rock deck in Extended that would just play turn one birds, turn two troll aesthetic, turn three GTA equip? Yeah. Like, yeah. that deck was horrible. I, I have no doubt in my mind that if we like said like if, if somebody ran an you know 2007 extended tournament nowadays that like aggro rock would be unplayable probably more, probably more like 2005 2006 whatever uh, year yeah 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 but like gta was so good that you could just win games by curving troll aesthetic into it 
I remember this because like it had an it even had an evolution of the deck at the time where at one point they just started playing worship in the sideboard because yep. there was like decks that like could not kill a troll aesthetic. And so if you had troll aesthetic worship in play, the game was just over. Like they could not actually you were locked. Like they could not actually kill you. Oh man, troll shroud back then. People used well, to just not diversify their removal suites. Maybe and you know mm-hmm. probably due to in part that there was not as much depth in the the removal that was printed. You know I remember when Smother got previewed for Onslaught. And everyone was going nuts because it was the only removal spell at two mana that could kill both Wild Mongrel and Psychotog. Yeah. <laughs> there like was just like it, no way we to re- do it. Yeah, we really did it, guys. We have a card that can kill both. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Doomblade didn't kill either of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I guess I don't think Doomblade was a card back then, but like Dark Banishing. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, looking for the Aaron Force Life tweet. I uh, kind of got you and I. We tangent a lot. I kind of lost my uh, train of thought here, but I, I honestly wasn't expecting anything to come off the ban list. I think they should be. You know, I think they're a little wary with those, given the times that they've been bitten. Though I guess they really only got bitten with Grave Troll, right? Like that's the only yeah, one. Yeah, I think they're one of the only ones that like came like, off. Come on, whose idea was that? Just yeah, you sure. know, you got to realize that that was an isolated mistake, and you know, you've done it with so many other cards. And Ancestral Vision has seen a little bit of play. Bitter Blossom, a little bit of play. Wild Nicotle, a little bit. Valakit has been, you know, a big part of modern, especially since Dryad of the Elysian Grove. So that was a good one that, that came off, but wasn't uh, too busted. And um, yeah, and Sword of the Meek sees a little bit of play. So like you most, for the most part, unbans have done good things for the format because it was clear that they, their initial approach to the ban list in 2011 or two, yeah, 2011 was not, particularly good which is why they took a completely different approach with with pioneer where they started with something very little and were aggressive with bands early they it, they were just you know for those who don't know M- modern first became a format about a month before pro tour philadelphia in 2011 because the extended format at that point was a complete dumpster fire and yes. you know the, uh and they had just you know a month before this announced we're changing the format of this to this new, completely new format called modern and they wanted the you know to be pretty heavy-handed so the format wasn't broken but they completely missed on like 15 cards so the format was utterly broken in half which mm-hmm. is why we call that pro tour goldfish <laughs> yeah it's, it's also what got if you look at the ban list it's what got some of the really random cards on there like blazing shoal yeah it, it, when you, if you showed up to that deck, that Pro Tour with a turn four combo deck, you were dead in the water because the yeah, people who were ahead dead. were killing on turn two and three. Yeah, you were super. I remember Sam Black like talking about that deck when I first saw it. I was like, what? And I looked at him like, our Gothian Worm, whatever it's called. Like, what is going on? And I was like, oh, there's a Blazing Shoal in this deck. Yeah. Oh, we're just straight up killing people. The, yeah, okay. The, the key innovation that, that he found was Peer Through Depths and Dragonstorm. So the early versions of that deck that we saw floating around before the pro tour had like summoners packed progenitus and shit like that to get like yeah. the big card to pitch. Yeah. To make um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they would play like summoners packed and then you could also find like glisten or elf, I guess with it late. Um, and they were somewhat, they were partially green. He just cut all of those immediately played all the busted cantrips uh, to make his deck more consistent, and then peer through depths, which could find either Blazing Shoal and then Dragon Storm, which gave plus nine instead of plus ten. But that's all you need. All the creatures have one initial power anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, he still had some number of creatures as pitch cards because you needed more, if I recall correctly. But his deck was mono blue, which made his mana base better uh, and you know l- less painful or, and, and things like that. So and was just killing people with Blighted Agent and Inkmont Nexus. Mm-hmm. Only, only had the eight creatures, but when you have four Ponder, four Priority, and four Probe, like. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, give me another second. I'm still looking for the Aaron Forsyth suite. I thought I saved it, and I apparently didn't. And so this is be- proving to be a little more difficult. But um, this is, okay, is this so, this article on the justification for the bans? Uh, no, this is literally on Twitter. Um, but he said stuff like. Uh, the data and sentiment around modern all pointed to leaving it alone. There are definitely quote unquote best cards, but nothing worth addressing. That is a good thing. So you know that's what they're saying for uh, not banning anything in modern. And then I'm trying to find the one where he talks about Pod for a moment. Oh, um, he did respond with, "We talk about Twin regularly. Pod is not going. Uh, is, okay, Pod is not going to go back to being a charming toolbox deck. There exists sufficient combo pieces in the format now." That activating it once would always threaten to end the game. So, and, and that right there is a is a very well worded like one to two sentence thing of why Pod isn't coming back. You know, it's, and that's better than the way I put it because like I've always said I don't want Pod coming back because it's just a bunch of the same decks doing the same thing. And then as, as soon as the card activates, it's it's even more than a planeswalker when you pull it. As soon as the card activates, you're dead. Like if they've built their deck correctly. Uh, yeah, and okay, that, that's understandable. Yeah, I assume at this point, you know, Pod would just, yeah, end the game almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also admitted uh, no format is problem-free. Uh, this is in response to someone, you know, coming at him about a bunch of stuff. He's like, listing the perceived problem doesn't really accomplish much. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. So, like, they're at least, you know, aware of what's going on. And, you know, they're being at least a little uh, transparent about what's going on. Yes, we've talked about Twin. Yes, we're talking about Pod. That's that's good, right? They're at least talking about unbanning some of the stuff. Hard not to if you follow Twitter at all with every single time a ban restrictor announcement comes up. There's like the hordes of people who just want Twin to be unbanned. And I can't tell if it's one thing or the other or a little bit of both. I can't tell if it's their actual love for the card Splinter Twin and wanting to play the game. I mean, wanting to play the deck. Or, and they think that it's okay to unban, or they just want to watch the world burn. Like, they just want Modern to become a giant dumpster fire with Twin. And I'm not saying that's what ha- what would happen, but it's very possible that's what would happen. And I'm wondering if, like, it's a little bit of both for these people? What do you think? Um, a li- What do you mean by a little bit of both? Like, they, they may think, oh, yeah, it's probably okay. But then, like, in the back of their mind, they're like, I just, I just want to watch all these decks get shit on by twin i want to watch the format just completely go nuts and devolve yeah i don't under it's weird to me how twin has developed this sort of cult following mm-hmm. it was never even like super popular at the time um you know it was definitely underplayed for how good it was yeah i i agree um and it, you know managed to win a lot of the highest level events right almost like so many modern pro tours were won by twin um and it, it's it's hard it's so hard to project what a twin deck would look like in 2022 because there's so many awesome cards that you can put in the deck now like you know i guarantee you your twin deck isn't playing fucking remand and electrolyze yeah. <laughs> i also guarantee you Teranos. it's not playing fucking desolate lighthouse Teranos. Yeah. <laughs> as, as many times as i've activated desolate lighthouse yeah. and enjoy doing it yeah that, that's not happening you, you probably got some one of the, the highest numbers of that card yeah like blue moon and shit too <laughs> like Yep, my guess, my guess is yeah. So you know, t- twins not coming back, but uh, you know, like we've said, there's still some cards that I think can, and they should be, you know, constantly thinking about cards that could come off and trying to give us the largest card pool possible. Like that's why they're hesitant to ban anything. So for the same reason that they're hesitant to ban, they should be not as hesitant to unban, right? If, mm-hmm. if the if the stated yeah. goal is to give us the, the largest card pool possible, um, so. 
Yeah, kind of disappointed not to see any unbans, but it just not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't think anything surprised me today. Besides, like, I was a little maybe surprised by the standard stuff. But, you know, I talked about this. Does it, does it even actually matter? No. Like, as soon as I realized, I was like, oh, it's standard, which they've effectively killed. So who cares? Kind of thing. But, yeah, like, don't really see any problems with any of this stuff. I'm not like, oh, my God, what are they doing? You know, on any of this stuff. Uh, I, I do think there's a chance that we get something in modern within the next year. You know, I do think there will be some change just for the sake of change almost at some point, which is probably not a good reason to do it, but, like, it's probably just going to happen that way. The fact that they think, oh, we can unban something at this point. Yeah, you know? and and they've said that, like, you know, the format isn't perfect, right? It's just a question of whether it meets the threshold for them taking significant action because they really try to avoid doing this. I think if you see modern stay pretty stagnant, and, you know, the metagame look very similar to what it is now, six months from now, then there's a good chance you see a shakeup. You know, they can only let this go on for so long. And it really is somewhat recent that the stagnation has happened, you know, really in the last month, I would say. Maybe two months if, if you really want to stretch it. And, uh, you know, I can understand if that's not enough time for them to say this is definitely a problem and it rises to the level of a problem that we need to intervene to solve. Um, but, you know... To me, like there are just times when I can see the writing on the wall. Like, I've been around for lo- so long, I can see the patterns, and I know how good Luris is. I've played with and against it a ton, and you know it's just not going away, and you, you can just see it. So, uh, at a certain t- point, I-, I think they need to stop, you know, going straight by you know whatever data they're using, and kind of use some common sense. Yeah, be a player when you're making the the choice instead of an analytics person. Like, yeah, act, like immerse yourself in the format for a little while. You know, kind of like almost what they're doing with um, Popper, with taking people who, you know, were attached to Popper quite a bit, played a bunch, you know, had actual opinions formulated by games played, right? Because we've talked about this in the past, is sometimes you don't always ban a card because of its win or loss record or its statistics. It's it just it's an awful play experience. You know, you've heard me talk about this. I think the most hated card I've ever had and wanted banned for the longest time was uh, Sensei's Divining Top. And uh, I don't think that was on this podcast. I think it was on one I was on before. But I just was, like, yelling to where anyone could hear. I was like, please just ban Sensei's Divining Top. It does nothing, like, good for the game. It's just nothing but bad for the game. It creates a horrible experience, blah, 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 blah. I I don't need to, you know, go down this tirade again. It happened. They listened. Thank God. (laughs) Eventually. Eventually, yeah, exactly, and it's just we're we're better off for it. Like you might have some top stands out there, you know. Hey, sorry, you're just wrong, and it's okay. I'm I'm wrong all the time, all the time. Let me tell you, I'm married. She lets me know all the time how wrong I am. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm not wrong too often. Yeah, I know, but that's why I keep you around. It's, the, <laughs> it's I need something to aspire to, Ross. Yeah, this is my that's my function in life. Mm-hmm. What to uh to, to be give, the to be me... the person people aspire to. There you go. There you go. So um I was to say, did you want to cover anything else? That I know this is gonna be like a little short, sweet one because we're just talking about our reactions to the the banner trick announcement right away. Yeah, and then... I think we covered it pretty well. I don't think you know we're too surprised, uh, as we've said, and, and you know, hopefully um you know, hopefully things continue to go well with Pioneer, which I'm glad didn't get touched. Um and can I can I say something about that? I was watching yeah. your show today, loved it, really liked the Rakdos deck that you were playing. Oh yeah! I'm telling you right now, every card that I'm missing is in a cart on my uh, 
<laughs> like on TCG player right now, and I just haven't clicked the button. I'm like, eh, we'll see. Maybe I could just like trade for something, you know, or whatever. Because oh, like yeah. mostly it's like the uncommons I don't own. You know yeah, what I mean? That, like the deck actually seems rather cheap too. Like Crocs yeah. are far got to be far and away the most expensive card in the deck. Well, see, that's the thing. I already have like a lot of the expensive stuff in the deck. I just don't. I don't have like go blank. You know, like I don't have like because like what are those card, like four dollars? I don't know, but the cards get printed during during like during the pandemic, so like I just yeah. don't have them. You know, like I, I would just need to go get you know some copies of this stuff. You know, I might not have like one or two of the little things, but also I think I would change the deck up by a card too. Like I've never been a fan of what is it, Arch Fiend, whatever the little one. Yeah, card. I would just play more Stitcher Suppliers. Yeah, I just I've never liked that card. Yeah, yeah Stitcher same. Supplier seems seems pretty sweet, so. Maybe check that out. I don't know. That deck looked really cool. I want to play some more Pioneer. There's a team tournament coming up locally that has Pioneer involved, and I might get involved. Jesus, that That's list, has, Goldfish has listed at $400. That's more expensive than I thought. Yeah, there's probably something. It, is that online or live? Uh, that's paper online. It's 260 ticks. Cause, oh, it does have Thoughtseize in addition to Crocs. Yeah, okay. I've got all that. Also, Den of the Bugbear is in there, and online that card's like a million dollars. Did you know about that? Yeah, I've, I had heard about that. Let's... Uh, Oh, I got I got fancy thought seasons I haven't got to use yet. I got the uh, I got some retro yeah. ones. The tens are forty four tickets on Moto. Yeah, that's yeah. lower than I remember when they were like they were like sixty five at one point or think or something well, like, like that. Like cro- Croxes aren't that expensive, nor are thought seasons no. relative to to paper, so it kind of Crocs balances out. surprises me with not being more expensive than it is, but like I guess that just makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, we don't need to go into that too it's, much. It's really just the, the mana base, thought season, Crocs. Mm-hmm. Like those are the yeah. expensive parts of the deck. Everything else is quite cheap. Yeah. I don't have the new dual land, you know, the new black red land. That yeah, comes ha- Haunted untapped. Ridge. Yeah, Haunted Ridge. I, I don't know the names of the new ones, so I don't have that but and stuff like that. So I need to check that out because they're doing like a Pioneer League at my LGS too. I might get involved. We'll see. That might be, I might be asking too much of myself though. We'll see. I don't know. I'm kinda, I kind of miss Paper Magic and playing competitively and stuff, but um, I am looking forward to what's going to be our next episode on here. Uh, a few more, um, what's the right word here? They're not spoilers because I don't think these are supposed to get out, but you know, some leaks. scans. Yeah, there's some leaks came out of the new cards, and this set looks pretty sweet. It's got some very powerful cards so far. So I think on our next episode, because I think what what is today? The 25th? I think the official spoiler season starts on the 29th. I think if I remember right, don't quote me on that, but I remember it was sometime around then. So we're gonna start getting, you know, actual real spoilers soon. And I think it's going to be our next episode. We're going to be talking about Neon Dynasty. So that'll probably be our next, probably like two or three episodes on the show. But we'll make sure that we, you know, talk about other stuff as well. What, what is it? What is it, sweetheart? Benny really wants to be on the show this <laughs> this week. She's really interested. So, yeah. But uh, make sure you check out our span- uh, our Spancer. Make sure you check out our Spancer, uh, Ross. Where, where would that be? Where would you be from if you said, our Spancer? That'd be um, like, is that New England? It's not even New England, No, right? that's nowhere. Yeah, it's no. You would be right. from Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming right out the wardrobe. All right, no. Uh, make sure you check out our sponsor. That's BarristerAndMan.com. I cannot speak today, Ross. Maybe you should do the show by yourself. Uh, make sure you check out them for all of your your Don't soap threaten me shaving. With a good time. Yeah, I know, right? Show, <laughs> show. All your shows and saving needs. <laughs> I swear, I don't talk for a living. It's not a thing that I do. All of your soap, shaving. Uh, perfume, cologne, any of that kind of stuff. Lots of really cool stuff on that website. Make sure you check it out. I'm a big, big fan of their stuff. That's BearsternMan.com. Use the code MTGRANTS2022 for 15% off at your checkout. Make sure you let them know that that we sent you. And do remember that man has two ends.
Yeah, Barrister Man with two ends. Exactly. I love saying it that way. But you know, uh, I've had a lot of people come up to me, you know, in person. They're like, "Hey, I love your, you know, I love your uh, your podcast. Ross is okay. You're great." But they always always say they they're like they're like, "Yeah, you know, uh, Barrister Man. Like, I, I have actually tried some of the stuff. It's great." And I'm always like, "Yeah, two ends." Or or they'll say it before me. They're always like, "Yeah, why do you always say that?" I'm like, "I don't know. I said it like the first time, and it just stuck." You know? we, I mean, I would be. We were concerned that if we just said barrister and man, people would go looking for it and would only put one in. Yeah, but like it's like man the name, you know, which is like two yeah. ends. So make sure you make sure you. But anyway, make sure you check them out. Use that code MTG Ranch twenty twenty two for fifteen percent off at your checkout. Uh, you won't be sorry. I absolutely adore all their products that I have, and I don't. I'm I'm spoiled now. I don't think I could ever not have them now like i'll never be able to shave normally ever again or without this stuff and uh i don't know i like what's the what's the you'll like the way you look for burn you'll like the way you smell when it comes to to barrister and man so make sure you check them out but that's gonna do it for this episode the reactionary episode of the bands and restricted announcement that came today uh be looking out probably within i'd say under a week for our next show this is tuesday i I'm going to try to get this one out by, uh, or at least recording one by uh, as soon as possible when we start getting enough spoilers for the newest episode. So make sure you check that out. But uh, we'll see y'all then. We'll, we'll get to the to the mailbag and stuff then as well. We just kind of wanted to get this episode out as just the reaction. But uh, thanks for listening this week. For Ross, I'm Tannen. We'll see y'all soon.